everybody. This is Alan Fine for Virtual Roadshows. This one is the Discover the New Way to Sell Polar Expedition Cruises for 2024. Uh, we have with us two top uh, expedition cruise executives who are going to talk about how to sell products to the Arctic and Antarctic. Uh, we're going to talk about trends in polar expedition uh, and the changing itineraries to suit the needs of the new polar traveler. We have a lot of them now. So let's start. Let me first introduce them. We have Chris Hanna, who's National Accounts and Business Development Manager, North America for Cork Expeditions. Wave. And then we have Toto Vermeu, who's the Sales Account Manager for Oceanwide Expedition. Hi. <laughs> so we you have to begin with talking about your uh, companies, please. So Toto, would you begin to briefly tell us about yours? Absolutely. Um, Oceanwide Expeditions is a Dutch-based company. Um, we do have an office in Houston and um, it's all family owned. Uh, we've been sailing in the polar regions for over 30 years at the moment and uh, we're very proud of it. Um, these are our specialty regions that we sail at. Uh, seeing that we are a Dutch-based company, we are international though. So the crew, the staff on board, um, even in our office here based in the Netherlands um, and in Houston, of course. Uh, but all the passengers that come on board our uh, vessels as well, they come from all over the world. So our main language is English and um, yeah. Okay. And then for Quark, give us a little overview. Yeah, well, there's, there's actually quite a lot of similarities between Oceanwide and Quark Expeditions. We also have been exclusively sailing in the polar regions for over three decades. We are based in North America, but we do have a, a global sourcing of guests with primarily uh, from English speaking, the US, Canada, UK, Australia, but then of course a, a global mix. English is our primary language, but we do offer language programs uh, for speakers of other languages. But as a company for over 30 years, exploring the polar regions, just like Oceanwide, we have a passion for what we do and where we go. Um, it was 1991 when our founders got this crazy idea to charter a, a nuclear powered icebreaker to go to the geographic North Pole, something nobody had ever done before for paying guests. And through that, through our history, we've continued to uh, to push the envelope and to innovate. And so I'm, I'm really happy to be here with just another great operator like Oceanwide and, and to meet Toto, uh, Toto, excuse me. Um, it's just, we love what we do and we love to share it. I'm, I'm sure I, we both agree on that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what I wanna do is there isn't a bad product out there. Everybody works to make the best product for, for their guests. The real issue, of course, is we've got travel advisors watching to figure out which guest is the right guest. So as we continue, let's try to figure out uh, what, what the little differences might be. Well, um, we believe that it's important to be specialists in what we do, to be able to be the best in what you do. Um, we're specialized in the polar regions. So when I say the polar regions, I mean um, Arctic, uh, Svalbard and Greenland and Antarctic uh, Peninsula, but um, Weddell Sea as well, uh, Falkland Islands, South Georgia. Um, but yeah, those are the regions that I'm referring to when I say uh, the polar regions. Um, 
yeah, we aim to stay in these regions as well because we have a year round program. So we follow the summer months. So up uh, north, we start in May through September. That's when our season in the Arctic proceeds. Um, we're based in Vlissingen, the Netherlands. So after every season, our vessels come back home to base. If anything needs to be done on the vessels, we'll, yeah, any renovations, anything like that, for example, we'll be able to do that then. Um, and then in the winter months, or our winter months, so October through um, March, April, that's when we go down to Antarctica. Uh, so this gives us a nice year-round program to have those vessels operating yeah, the whole entire year. So Chris, you're also concentrating on the polar. Tell us more. Yeah. So, you know, again, I'll refer to our 30 years of experience as an uncompromising polar expert. And I think Toto really said it well. In order to be considered specialists, we need to live and breathe the regions that we go. These are highly specialized. They require a lot of knowledge and experience and um, specialized sets of tools, including our ships, our crews, our expedition teams, all of the above, which is why, you know, I really love about Quark that we are uh, very much specialized in the polar regions. So tell me, Chris, let's talk about ships and then Toto, you'll get a chance. What are your ships like? Uh, what comforts do they offer guests and, uh, the, you know, dining accommodations, that sort of thing? That's a fantastic question. And, you know, over time, our fleet has evolved. The one thing that has remained consistent is we are committed to never operating a ship of more than 199 passengers in the polar regions. And the reason why that's so important is that means the best access in the places that we go. It means the ability to spend more time off the ship. In a place like Antarctica, where there are restrictions on the number of people you can have on shore, we can still have all the guests off the ship. Um, our fleet is a little bit different than some of the other ones out there. There's no cookie cutter to our fleet. It's a bit more of a Goldilocks approach. So um, from our smallest ship, which is brand new to the fleet, Ocean Explorer, at 138 passengers to World Explorer, our all suite, all balcony, 178 passenger ship, to our brand new game changer, Ultramarine, featuring two twin engine helicopters and accommodating up to 199 passengers. Our ships are all small. They're capable. They're all highest ice class ratings uh, available in the industry across the fleet of polar ship. And they are polar dedicated vessels. So whether it's enjoying sumptuous gourmet meals on board the dining rooms, taking in a spa treatment on Ultramarine or World Explorer, but really, I think the where our fleet really shines is getting you off the ship as much as possible, taking part in a number of activities, but also being able to get to places that um, ships traditionally had difficulty accessing. But in the hands of the right polar passionate people with the right capabilities on those ships, uh, we can do more. And before we go to Toto, how many ships do you have in the fleet? Uh, we have a total of three. Um, Three, all three of which we use in Antarctica, and two that we take up to the Arctic, which would be Ocean Explorer and Ultramarine, but all three okay. in Antarctica. So, Toto, same question, and, and how many in the fleet? 
Uh, yes, well, um, a lot of similarities, I would have to say, with Chris. Um, we have a fleet of four vessels at the moment. Um, the sailing vessel, Rembrandt Verein, she only sails up in the Arctic. Um, she can carry 33 passengers, so this is the smallest vessel that we that we offer, a more hands-on vessel as well. Um, like I said, it is a sailing vessel, so we encourage passengers also to help us set the sails and pull the sails down whenever necessary. Um, so it's more on-hand experience. Um, next to that, we have three motor vessels, the Ortelius Plontius, that can carry 108 passengers. Uh, and the Hondius is our newest vessel. She started sailing in 2019, and she can carry 170 passengers. Um, well, yeah, like I said, a lot of similarities with Chris. Uh, we aim to be as on land as much as possible. Uh, what difference I would say is uh, we try to yeah, stay more close to the expedition part of it. Um, we don't have a spa on board or a gym. Uh, we want to be outside on land uh, as much as possible. If we see a polar bear in the distance and it's lunchtime, for example, well, lunch will have to wait. We're going to see that polar bear. <laughs> okay. All right. So now we're starting to get some of the differences. Um, now, are there differences? Do you well, let's talk about itineraries and see if there are differences there. Um, uh, Toto, you want to start with that? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, well, starting in the Arctic, we, like I said, all the vessels, they come back to Vlissingen to the home base. So the first trip of the season, we sail, passengers can come on board in the Netherlands, uh, sail up to Aberdeen, Fair Isle, Jan Mayen, and then up to Svalbard. Uh, so this is a repositioning cruise. And then the season in Svalbard starts. We offer multiple itineraries in North Svalbard into the pack ice. And then when the ice has retreated some, uh, we'll make a complete circumnavigation. Uh, we have ice strengthened vessels, so uh, not ice breakers. So hence that we will um, we'll wait for the ice to retreat some to be able to make that complete circumnavigation. Um, then we'll move over to uh, Greenland, to Skorisbysund, also a repositioning cruise with passengers on board, departing from Longyearbyen along the pack ice into the Skorisbysund uh, area and then disembarking in uh, Akurairi in Iceland. So coming from North America, there are quite some flights flying into Reykjavik, so it's an easy access. So we provide a transfer for passengers to Akurairi to come on board. Um, and then for Antarctica, we have different itineraries. Uh, we start off with the Falklands, South Georgia, Antarctic Peninsula, um, different itineraries to the Antarctic Peninsula as well. And what uh, well, I would say stands out is the base camp trips. So they sail down to Antarctica and all the activities that are uh, offered. So that's kayaking, camping, uh, mountaineering, um, snowshoeing and a photo workshop. These are all included in the price and we'll aim for all passengers to do these activities at least once. So this is an itinerary which quite stands out. Uh, we also see ourselves as pioneers trying to do something different. So the, these trips, they come back every season. Uh, but we have a new trip, for example, in two, uh, 2025, the remote Weddell Sea. Um, we'll go to South Georgia and cross over the uh, Weddell Sea completely to Nuschwabenland. Um, we haven't done this itinerary before, so it's completely new to us. Uh, we have a group of divers on board as well. So, yeah, these divers are excited to be diving in places where probably nobody has ever dived before. Um, so for us also, it's a new trip. It's an exploring trip and um, it, it attracts a lot of passengers that have traveled with us before to try something different, try something new. Um, so every season we aim for a different trip, which also for us is new, that the passengers feel like they're exploring with us. That's great. And and I have to say, 
I am uh, someone who has snorkeled in Antarctica, and I, okay. I wholly, I wholly tell, I, I advise people: you can get in the water, do it. Anyway, yes, Chris. Same question, and let's talk about your itineraries because I'm seeing differences here, and this is good yeah. for our travel advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'll start first with Antarctica, uh, with our departures in Antarctica. We offer trips from eight days to 23 days in Antarctica. Now, the longer you go, the more you can incorporate places like the Falklands, South Georgia, um, the Antarctic Peninsula crossing the circle. In 2004, we were the first ones to discover the northernmost emperor penguin colony, the penguins that you see over my shoulder at a place called Snow Hill. So we have continued to return there every certain number of years, typically five to six years. And we just went again in this past November using our new ship Ultramarine with the two twin engine helicopters. And we're actually going back. We just announced that in November of 2025, due to the popularity of this trip, we will be returning to the Snow Hill Emperor Penguin Colony. But I mentioned eight-day trips. That's because Quark Expeditions is one of the pioneers of the fly cruise itineraries. These itineraries allow you to, instead of sailing about a day and a half to two days across the Drake Passage in each direction, you can then uh, take a two and a half hour flight from King George, uh, excuse me, from Punta Arenas, Chile to King George Island, where the ship is empty, waiting for you and these ships are these trips are even more intimate because they're capped at 140 passengers and then return and brand new for the 25 26 season we are actually bringing one-way fly cruise trips so it is possible for you to fly down sail back or reverse or you can do the traditional round trip flights quark has been doing these trips for longer than just about anybody else in the industry there's a lot of companies out there that are starting to introduce it. It's something that we've known, and um, it, it's it's very telling the trends in the markets. We were ahead of the curve. Now, in the Arctic, um, we also go to places like Svalbard. We go to Eastern Greenland, where we have fantastic Northern Lights itineraries. But I think what really showcases our pioneer spirit is our trips along the Western coast of Greenland and the Canadian Arctic, up places like Baffin Island and Ellesmere Island, the very entrance to the Northwest Passage. Here is where you'll get to enjoy the benefits of our many fantastic relationships with the local indigenous communities, both in the Canadian Arctic and also in Greenland, interact with a new culture that you may never have gotten to experience, see stunning landscapes, make full use of the helicopters on ultramarine, and even take part for your foodies out there. We have a uh, incredible culinary program called Tundra to Table, where we've brought in Greenlandic chefs on board, and they use locally sourced and um, local, you know, sort of cooking techniques and do sort of a chef's table concept where they are presenting the food and the story from their lifetime, from their childhood, uh, as a way to sample the culture, not only from interacting with guests, uh, with uh, the community members on shore, but also on the ship and savoring it through all of your senses. So as a company, we continue to explore. Uh, we've added a full in-depth 14-day exploration of Patagonia, of the Chilean fjords, featuring places like Cape Horn, Diego Ramirez, and Puerto Natales, as well as Torres del Paine National Park. Um, so the while we're sticking to our exploration and our polar routes, 
we are playing a little bit in those areas around the polar regions. So, Toto, uh, that answer was uh, might have made you remember some things you wanted to say. Do you have additions to your itineraries that you wanted to say? Uh, well, actually, it, it, indeed it did. Um, but, uh, well, well, where they'll see, for example, the Snow Hill Island trips, um, our Ortelius vessel, she can only also carry helicopters on board. So we do offer um, the Snow Hill Island uh, voyages in October to be able to uh, land at the um, Emperor Penguin Colony. Um, also on the Weddell Sea remote Weddell Sea voyage that I was talking about earlier, we do have it with the helicopters on board the on, on board Ortelius. So scenic flights are also included in those matters um, and then for the arctic we have not per se different destinations but um, an additional activity that has been um, brought into play and th those are the longer hikes so we have a, a group of uh, passengers that will be able to get off the vessel for the entire day take their lunch pack with them and just hike from morning till the late afternoon and um, yeah be on land and go out into the wild <laughs> okay good good so that's what and and continuing on this Vein, and, and I think we've already answered some of it. We were talking about the differentiation in, in the itineraries, but now in the actual granular, getting down to the expedition, what are some of the things that you do uh, that makes it a quark uh, experience, for example, Chris? Let's talk about the, the expedition itself. Yes. Um, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but as a company that's been exploring the polar regions for over three decades, we've been very fortunate to build one of the most capable and experienced teams of expedition guides in the industry. These are all polar specialists. On average, our expedition leaders, our expedition guides have over 140 polar expeditions under their belt. And that's just the average. I could also cite some of our expedition leaders like Woody, um, who I've sailed with, who has over 300 and has been with Quark Expeditions for nearly all of our three decades of history. But that's a that's a difference that's hard to appreciate until you're on board. But another thing that I can really point to that's easy to see is we have the largest teams of expedition guides in the industry with a ratio of one for every six guests on board the ship. Our guides are the ones driving the Zodiacs. They're the ones interacting with your guests on shore, on the ship. They're doing the nightly presentations and recaps. So no matter where you go, you're surrounded by the team of experts, whether it's taking part in one of our hikes of five different activity levels. It's taking part in the Zodiac uh, excursions, either around the pack ice or, uh, excuse me, around the sea ice, or going ship to shore, or doing things like kayaking, stand-up paddle boarding, camping for a night in Greenland or Antarctica. Um, you name it, you're constantly being surrounded by those teams of experts who are um, top-notch in the industry. That's not to say that other companies don't have incredible people working for them, but we have the largest numbers in many cases. So um, for us, what really makes a cork trip different in terms of the expedition experiences come with a sense of adventure come with a, a sense of exploration and come with a sense of being wanting to be surrounded by the experts at what they do okay and then oceanwide toto let's get a feeling for what it's like really in the expedition itself 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, I have to agree with Chris. Um, I mean, our guides on board are also specialists in what they do. Um, we have different lectures that we are able to give on board, the recaps, um, lectures about what we have seen, what we are going to experience, and not only on board, but also during the Zodiacs, during the landings, uh, during the activities. Um, what I would say that um, I believe that really dif differentiates us is that we get a really familiar feeling on board. You know, the guides, they sit with us with during the meals, so you're able to talk with them. Uh, they were walking around on deck. If you have any questions, uh, we have an open bridge policy. So the captain, the first officer, second officer are always there to answer any uh, anybody's questions. And it gives it a real family feeling to be on board. We have an informal um, atmosphere on board. And uh, yeah, that's really what we stand for. We want people to go yeah, and have adventure, but also be educated on a fun, uh, in a fun way. Okay. So let's talk about resources. Uh, there's two kinds, really, in my mind. There's the resources that are generally about the regions, and then the, your resources. Um, Chris, what resources would you recommend travel advisors be looking at? Well, you know, I think now more than ever, there is more choices and options out there for your clients to travel to the polar regions. I think it's actually a good thing. I think the rising tide floats all boats. It allows companies like Cork Expedition, like Oceanwide, to um, have more focus put on them because there's more people interested in the destinations. So what, as a former travel advisor myself, the, the number one tip I would give travel advisors is learn about all the companies out there. You know, it's it's OK. We're not going to be right for everybody. Toto made a really great point that, you know, the atmosphere on board an ocean wide ship, the atmosphere on a cork ship are similar, but there are differences. But I think where we can both agree is that as companies that have been doing these areas for so long, why trust the trip of a lifetime to a company that has not been doing it for a lifetime? You really want to know that the company that you're choosing for your client's dream trip has been there, has done that. In both cases of both of our companies, we've been doing this longer than some other companies have even existed, let alone how long they've been going to the regions that we're going to. So I think um, it's great that there's a lot more options out there. We're, we won't be the right fit for everybody, but the number one resource I would share is learning about all the companies. But if you want to learn about Quark Expeditions, we do have a full team of outside uh, team members, uh, business development managers, area sales directors. We're happy to do trainings, one-on-ones, presentations with you and your clients, help you build groups, help you supply you with marketing materials. And we also have a brand new robust travel advisor portal on our website. If you go to quarkexpeditions.com, click travel advisors at the top. When you sign up, you'll have full access to our training program where you'll learn not only about our ships, about our destinations, about our experience, have full access to our images and videos, things that you could share with your clients. There's even now a brand new AI powered chat tool called Parker the Polar Bear. So you can literally ask Parker, when is the best time to see whales in Antarctica? And Parker will give you a plain English answer that you could then cut and paste to an email to your client, look like an expert or read it over the phone. But no matter what, Know that you have resources at Quark Expeditions. This is what we live and breathe. You don't have to be the expert at what we do or where we go. Leave that to us. Do the hard part, get the clients thinking about it, and we'll be there to help you. 
Okay. And Toto, so there's the resources that you recommend travel advisors go to, plus your own for the travel yes. advisor. What, what would you say they should be doing? Um, well, I completely agree with Chris again, to be honest. Um, travel advisors should be uh, advising their uh, passengers to find the perfect ship, the perfect company. Um, we yeah, offer the adventurous part, the informal um, layout on the vessels. Um, so if there's somebody that would want a, a sauna or jacuzzi on board, for example, then yeah, then they, there would be another, another better option. Um, but and if somebody really wants to adventure... wants to lift sails, that you can do that. Well, I, I, well, not on all the vessels, but yeah, on one of them, for example, yes, yeah. if you want the more adventurous part, then Ushuaid is definitely the way to go. Um, and with regards to our resources, in 2018, 2019, we got a completely new system. So a new booking system, and it's completely made for us. Uh, this also includes the partner portal. So we are updating it as we go. When we, whenever we see a um, anything that could be improved, for example, we'll just let our web designer know, and they're able to adjust it. Um, but in the partner portal, yeah, any details can be found there. What's the URL? Oh, sorry. It's www.oceanwide-expeditions.com. And when you're on the front page, you'll be redirected to the websites at the top right corner. You can click on um, log in if you already have an account. If not, become a partner. Um, and you're able to find our expedition manual there, our um, um, uh, activity manuals, ship information, all the photos, videos that uh, you would like to use for your own websites, white labeled or with our logo. It depends on what you would uh, what you would prefer. Um, and of course, we have um, different social media networks, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, we have a YouTube channel with webinars on there per destination. We have a, uh, a video so that you can get some extra information on the destinations that we actually go to, what it's like to be on board. And we have a whole sales team. So if there's anybody that would need a presentation, more depth information, we are more than happy, more than happy to assist with that. That's great. Well, at this point, hopefully the travel advisors watching are interested in meeting with you guys. You both have yeah. booths. Let's make sure that we invite them to, to talk to you or wherever you have there. Uh, and that's the whole point of this exercise. So thank you very much for sharing. And uh, this is Alan Fine for Insider Travel Report and Virtual Roadshows. Mm -hmm.